Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. Bam. Just like that. We're live. Holy moly. Today is going to be fun. (laughs) I know. I'm just stoked. Um, normally these kind of conversations happen at, at a conference with over drinks and Thai food, but instead they're coming to you right now from here. And so I'm so excited to introduce my guest. She's fantastic. She's so much fun. She's so smart. She is everything. World traveler, a marketer, a writer. She's all into content. We're going to dive deep into that. Also a podcast host. We'll talk about podcasts and all these awards next to her name. Not only is she winning, um, Marketing Coordinator Ninja Awards and um, the Peak Performer Awards, but also the Great Colleague Awards. Just a good person. And I, I knew that. I could tell. Um, she is the content specialist at Weikert Workforce Mobility. Morgan Weedman, how are you? Woo! Woo! So honored to be on your show, Casey. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've gotten through all the tough pronunciations, I can like dive into the actual show. This is, I'm stoked. We're we're talking content, right? We're talking content and writing and just getting the most out of your content. Uh, Especially if you put a lot of time into it, you want to make sure you actually get stuff out of it. You got it. Absolutely. You know what we're doing next, right? We're going to smash something. And I got to pass you this thing. It's heavy. Oh, Oh, God, it's heavy. Oh, gosh. Here we go. There we go. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, good. You take that. That's Thor's hammer. All right. Smash some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception that just drives you crazy. You got it. So for me, as a content writer, the longer the content is, the better. I don't agree with that. I mean, look at the world that we live in. We're in a fast paced society. We're getting advertisements thrown at us in all directions. And to have something long, I mean, who has the time for, to read that? I mean, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't so nobody got time for that. <laughs> so it's not like a 12 page paper. That's not it. No, no. But you know what? If you have a 12 page paper, you've honestly set yourself up for a great content calendar. Take those and turn them into mini bites. You know, you got a newsletter, put it into parts. I did that this month. I had a really long newsletter because as a writer, I can write for days. And <laughs> Can you? Can you really? You know it. I could talk oh, and no. write for days. <laughs> so it set me up for, I mean, it falls five times over the month of October. So I had five parts of a newsletter and it was easy to read, easy to digest. And my favorite part is the stay tuned for more. It keeps people excited, wanting yeah. to know what is coming up next. Um, also a fun stats. I love throwing stats out there. Yeah. The average person's attention span right now is eight seconds. Think about that. Mm. Eight seconds. That's nothing. So if you're not catching someone with your subject line, your teaser, uh, your header, even honestly pictures, those catch my eye sometimes more than words, then chances are in the world of Google world we live in, they're on to the next blog. They're on to the next tweet. They're on to the next white paper. So you really got to hook them right then and there and for me that's why the longer the content is you're gonna that's missed opportunities eight seconds that's definitely longer than this podcast your your introduction (laughs) was longer than eight seconds so yeah so if you're still listening (laughs) it's so true i think it's 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 such an important reminder of like Mm -hmm. okay 
yeah, I know that you made 12 pages, but no one really wants to read that. And no. they probably didn't even get past the first paragraph if you didn't put effort into it. Mm -hmm. I agree. So for one thing that I really like and what catches my eye personally when I'm going through my news feeds is 10 reasons why or five reasons to help you do this. And I really feel that that catches eyes. Um, so that's just a little tip that I can share with you all um, as a content writer that I like. And then you can go in, you can see if those tips really pertain to you. And then if so, you're going to invest more than eight seconds in reading that. But right. your eight seconds was your attention reading that byline right there. Oh, right. You yeah. know, and I've heard that, you know, when you include a number in your title, it gets more everything. And 100%. it makes sense because it, you have eight seconds, you're, you're pulling in the title. Okay, eight reasons why you should listen to this podcast. Oh, okay, interesting. Yes. Maybe I'll proceed. And then, and what oh, I, I like this because every single reason then, you maybe spend eight seconds on that too. The first reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, that's interesting. I'll dive into it. The second reason, nope. Third reason, yeah. And it gives people a chance to reject something without, yeah, rejecting it outright, right? Because instead of rejecting, the first paragraph is terrible, you just put the whole book down. No, 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 first paragraph is terrible, but each chapter is different. Oh, maybe you'll pick a different chapter. Yeah, absolutely. And it's ultimately all about the customer experience. I mean, right. that's a trend that is in every industry, not just here in my industry, but I go to a lot of Salesforce events as well. And that is a huge topic that you hear about in all the sessions is customer experience is everything. Our B2C buyers are becoming more to like B2B buyers. Yeah. So that connection is coming together. And again, it, if they can't be interested in your content right away, they're going on to the next page. Boom, they're out of there. They're just gone. They're out. They're out. <laughs> gone like a freight train. <laughs> yes. And videos too are another thing. I mean, if you have a very long video, excellent. But break it into series episodes. Mm. You can you can build your marketing pipeline if you have a lot of content. Start with teasers, promos, you name it. You really set yourself up for a big project that you thought it would be into multiple mini series or mini posts or mini parts. And it truly for a content or in someone in marketing, it, it's helpful to have all those posts just ready to blast away. Ready to go. Yeah. It, yes. you, know, you, you really got me thinking on this one because I could, I wonder if you've done this or if you could do this where you just write a, a piece of content no, knowing you've got eight seconds, every thought, you know, and, yeah. and you, you kind of just make it jump. Maybe it doesn't jump. Maybe it's just, it's just very to the point, you mm -hmm. know, and then you get more people going through it than, just not. Absolutely. And then it's the same for emails too. I mean, the subject line, we know how important that, Casey, you know how important those are. So yeah. uh, it's all about the subject line. It's all about the header. I mean, that's also for the eight seconds. You've got to loop them in right away. Think about all the emails we're getting on a daily basis, whether it's our junk emails that we get um, yeah. or, you know, emails from people in the office or you name it. We're getting influx with emails in our inbox so to have something that really has to grab the attention I, I see the eight second rule in there as well what's your magic with uh, the subject lines and headlines I think personally and this is where I go back to customer experience yep. what am I going to get out of this if I was to have this in my inbox okay. what would make this strike my attention gain catch my eyes and I think about that a lot with the content that I write as well what is the reader, our customers, ultimately, what are they going to get out of this material that I am writing for? 
Right. Start with a goal in mind. That makes so much sense. Absolutely. Because if we're just writing to write, at the end of the day, I mean, quality over quantity, 100%, less is more, you know, all those sayings that they have out there in this world that we live in. And I totally, totally agree with them because just writing to write people, people aren't going to click it. They're not going to read it. They're going to lose that eight seconds and they're going to be on to the next. Totally. You know, um, you remind me of a story. Um, I was once in, uh, should I even say the state somewhere near New York and, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, I just protect the innocent because they're so not innocent. Uh, so I was on site with a group and um, they were, we're talking about marketing automation, you know, just getting down on the part outside and they were telling me about their content because obviously that's the ammo. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about this. It's the ammo for marketing automation. You got it. And so we're talking about it and they kind of brought up this piece. It's like, you know, impress Casey moment where they're like, you know, Hey, you know, instructor, <laughs> let me tell you about what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, definitely. I want to hear about it. Like, well, we just finished a white paper and we paid an attorney in New York city. And I'm doing like that, that, pace salsa commercial like new york city <laughs> right you know and like okay you paid an attorney in new york city to write this white paper for you uh-huh. or saying something like it's a he was a thousand dollars an hour oh it's not cheap no it's not but like we're kind of in the wrong industry right because it's like wait wait how much an hour what do i have to do <laughs> oh i have to go to law school never mind <laughs> and then they come back with one quick edit it's like oh five hundred dollars Okay. Yeah, yeah. The semicolon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Partial like, oh, build. you forgot that extra and in there. And I'm like, yeah. okay. minimum 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but this thing was kind of like what we're talking about. I think it, um, 15 or 17, I forget the number of pages now. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a novel. Honestly, a it's novel. a novel. And who has time to honestly read it? Unless Nobody. you're really, really invested in it, which I can see certain subject materials sure. you're going to be, and it's going to help you in your career. And that's, again, where it comes to the theme of customer experience. Yeah. But the average person who's scrolling their newsfeed, is that going to catch their eye? Is that email going to open up and catch their eye? Maybe if you hit them at the right time, but what are the chances? What if they're slammed that day? Right. I mean, you, you got to think of how to get digestible, easy to read, easy to understand content. And that's why I truly think the smaller your content is, the better. Not the bigger, because that's the myth. Got it. Smash. Smash that Smash. thing. Break the table <laughs> with, your, with a hammer. So how, how small is too small? Like, can you get into like micro content? And I mean, this is the opposite of infographics, right? Instead of some gigantic graphic, it never fits on your screen. You can't print out. And, and for me, let's talk about pictures too. Yeah. I think a picture tells a story. Okay. So when yeah. I'm going to post a blog, I always think of, you know, how can this picture relate, but also how is it going to catch your attention out of all the other pictures out there that you're seeing in front of you digitally a day? What is going to grasp your eyes and make you be like, Ooh, you start with the picture and then you read the subject line. At least that's how my eyes work. So yeah. really the picture itself is, can be just as important as your subject line can be. So true. And, and in the B2B world too, I mean, this is some like a lesson we can learn from the B2C side because yeah. they're all about that. They, you know, you got the, the women running in the track for Nike or whoever, and right. you know, they've got it all figured out, but same in the B2B world. I remember doing a LinkedIn post and you're right. There's that big headline picture. You can make it tiny, but no, no, you gotta go big, go crazy. Go and big remember, or go home. <laughs> yeah. I remember having a picture of like a Coast Guard helicopter rescuing someone and that did okay. But then I had a picture of like, Who's the guy that does the Wolverine? Who, who's the that? world? What the Wolverine? You know, greatest showman. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, Zach Efron. Uh, no, the other guy. Oh, I don't know. 
Jeez, I can't even believe I don't know that. Um, so I know anyways, Zach Efron. Though. How- <laughs> no, who is the greatest showman? I should know this. Um, Hugh Jackman. Oh, okay, yes. So I had a picture of like Hugh Jackman doing Wolverine. I don't know if he had his shirt on, but it was all about like slicing up the competition or like doing really good marketing. <laughs> People, it got it got so many clicks on it just because of the photo. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The photo itself, and there is less than eight seconds. Boom. You look at a photo, you're, you're instantly interested in it. And chances are you're going to probably click and even just browse and see if you're interested in what, what else is out there. Right. Right. Just, just click around see, see what there is to see for sure. Have you ever used like em- emojis in your exactly. subjects? Like the little smiley faces and I haven't yet. Um, but we, we do have the ability to, with the templates that we are using, um, we do actually make build our template through Pardot, uh, which is Salesforce's yeah, yeah. marketing Pardot. automation platform. Um, but we haven't incorporated those just yet. Yeah, of course, you know Pardot, but just in case for the people that are listening out there, just got to give a little shout out. Um, but no, have not used that into our strategy just yet. I hear they work, and I think they'll continue to work until everyone uses them, in which case they will stop working. Yep. All right, cool. Looks like I'm going to test them on my next email. You should. Maybe don't start with a poop one, though. Maybe start with like a star. (laughs) Or uh, My favorite emoji is the sunglass smiley face. I just think that is the coolest emoji. uh, The sunglass one. Yeah. Yeah. How how cool is he? It's a he. It's a he, she. Coolest one, for sure. (laughs) Coolest one. My, My favorite one is the winky tongue guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, good, good impression. So for those that want to see, <laughs> yeah. want to see, check someone, out this video. <laughs> check out this video. Yeah, it's like the wink where it's like just kidding, but then the tongue is like, I'm teasing you. So it's like I'm teasing you, just I kidding. Know. You know, it's kind of I, I text personally through emojis. I love them. Again, pictures tell a story. They do. They definitely do. Um, whether the little tiny ones or the big ones, they always they kind of they they pull some emotions out of. They absolutely do. So tell me, like, do you have a strategy for when you're doing your writing? Do you have a strategy for like, okay, I got to sit down and write this thing. You just go crazy. Do you find a special place? What do you need any kind of special tips or magic that you, when you're in your creative zone? You got it. So as a journalist, for me, stories come all over the world, Uh, wherever I am, they're just always coming to me. So I wrote my college essay in the shower. That story came to me there. Um, I think of a lot of my ideas. Did you driving. actually have like I pen just, and paper in there? No, just in my mind, but I do have a recorder. So if I ever have ideas, I can always record myself. Um, I thought Is it a shower of, recorder. Cause I hear they have those. <laughs> no, but maybe I should ask for that uh, on my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like a, a Christmas present. Um, they also have like dry erase boards that like work where you can like write and they get wet and <laughs> oh my gosh my idea yeah definitely don't bring your iphone in there because no yeah mine is not camera water. gets foggy yeah, yeah. It just doesn't yeah so yeah again my my stories come to me at all different times um there's certain ones 
for Weigert that I write that are due to a content calendar that we have. So each month we kind of have a theme. I also, it's based on industry trends. So mm -hmm. some are more, you know, this is a topic that's being talked about a lot right now. Let's write about it. Um, and then some just honestly come to me. I wrote um, for one of our industry magazines, Mobility Magazine. It was just walking to go fill up my water bottle and boom, popped the idea in my head for the featured article that I was published for. So, wow. yeah, you never know when they, when they're going to, my ideas are going to come to me, but my brain's always working. Yeah. The inspiration <laughs> strikes you. Um, yeah. So I was this intern for this, this PR company and they do special uh, safety products. And one of them okay. is glow in the dark paint. And the reason for cool. that is because um, you can't it, actually in smoke environment, there's no light. And so it's dark and people mm -hmm. don't even realize that. And also they put the paint and the arrows of how to get out on the floor or on the bottom wow. of the wall because you're crawling. You're not going to see the sign way up sure. high. So one of the things I did, and this was like one of those big office buildings in Waltham, Massachusetts. I, I got on my hands and knees and pretended like there was a fire and then crawled to the exit through this office building wow. past like meeting rooms full of like, <laughs> high powered PR execs <laughs> who like look they're in the middle of a call with a client they look they're over like, oh. and they see me like crawling by me like waving like hi <laughs> and then you know after I I did that I it was not easy right and then I got back sure. to my seat and I thought huh I just did this have you ever done this have you ever and it's like if you had to escape a building would you even understand what it even looks like from down there you probably don't it's like that's where these sort of these this paint can be really helpful yeah. Um, and it just sort of inspired me. And I also, um, yeah, I was the weird uh, intern crawling <laughs> around in the office. It's crazy. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to be an intern sometimes. That's it. Uh, I think they would have preferred if I stayed in my cube. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of crawling around out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. So podcasts, you got one. How long have you been doing this now? Okay. Since May. So it's, it's still pretty new, um, but I am loving it. Uh, podcasts are great, Casey, as you know. So I think they are the new way um, for taking in content. And for my myth that I did smash, I am going to say that I don't think podcasts really pertain to the shorter type of content. I think podcasts can be longer. And one reason I do uh, vouch for that is because I started my podcast for Weikert for internal updates. I know how busy my colleagues are. And I was like, what's a way that they can digest listen to information without having to kind of stop throughout the day. So I kind of recommend for my colleagues to listen to my podcast in the morning when they're drinking their tea or coffee, you know, checking their emails, they can multitask and listen to it. Uh, some of us, we do record them for some of them. So it's like great to have that option like you have where you can listen or you can watch. Um, I also recommend I'm in an industry of a lot of business travelers. You're going mm. to the airport, you're listening, you need something to listen to. Um, people also have really long commutes here. I mean, our average podcast can be about 20 to a half hour. So that's the average length of a commute for anyone anyways. So that's really where I encourage that. And I do believe that it can be longer because I think it is a content that you can take in and multitask blogs, white papers, videos, you kind of need your full focus attention if you're truly engaged in that. And if we catch right. you after the eight seconds, you will be. Um, but for podcasts, again, it's something that you can listen to, take in, 
and do other things at the same time. So it's almost like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And that's you brought up an interesting point about the you don't need the full attention, the eight second, you don't need to be greedy. You, you mm -hmm. don't need it all. Um, whereas for some of the shorter content, because it's so condensed, if you miss that eight seconds, you might have missed the whole thing. Whereas with podcasts, yeah, we kind of just highlight different things at different points. And sometimes people just want to listen to kind of yeah. be in the same room. I agree. Yeah. If you can always pause, you can always rewind. You can always re-listen. That's the power of podcasts. I think that they're, they're wonderful like that. A blog chances are, unless it really, really pertains to you, you're probably one and done for reading it. Um, mm -hmm. unless it's more tips and teaching you how to do something. Right. Um, but if it's more value of information that you're taking in, you're probably just going to read it once. So that's why I truly think that the myth is great for content that is video writing, um, speaking, but mm -hmm. for the podcast one, I, I do think that can slide and be a little bit longer. Okay, good. Cause otherwise yeah. we have to end this thing right now because <laughs> we're way over eight seconds. Um, yeah. Have you ever done like the audio books? Audible have, or any of those? No, not yet, but definitely something that I would be interested in, in my future, um, to, to look into trying. You, you may hate it if you're like a, a really like a huge reader but sometimes yeah. I, mean, I love reading too but i also mm -hmm. really like listening to books now um i haven't given it a whirl yet i do yeah, like you should try it. i like See? holding a book still and turning oh, a page oh, why i'm sure. not in the kindle world yet the smell um, of an old book too i was just gonna say the yeah. smell the smell of magazines Bar surpasses, I just, yeah the, the I, texture I the whole holding that even even the the ones with the, the wimpy covers you just kind of like yeah it open. yeah there's something about it which I'm sure, you know, 100 years from now, I'll be sad. I'll be like, what? I know. Like, I, I love the ergo of my iPad, iPad 1000. <laughs> but for long car rides, my sister lives in New York. I mean, yeah. I could definitely think it would be great to listen to a book on the way um, or, you know, a plane ride, listen to a book on the way. But I haven't got there just yet. I'm still traveling with my, my hardcover copy. Well, the way to do it is, you know, you get to something like um, Audible. I recommend Audible because it's tied to Amazon. It's super okay. easy peasy. Yeah. And, um, and there's an app and everything. And the way to do it is when you're shopping around on Amazon, you can actually okay. click and say, cool. uh, is there an audio book for this? Just like instead of, is there like a Kindle book for this? Is there an audio book for this? Mm. And if they have one, or you just go straight to audible.com. It sounds like an ad, but I just, I just like it. But uh, you go straight there <laughs> and then you can actually preview. And I, you got to do that. You got to preview, okay. listen to the voice, the voice, mm -hmm. the everything and it's like can i listen to this person for hours if no then don't buy that book casey there's the eight seconds right there you will there know within eight seconds if that's a voice that you can tolerate listening to i guess we totally. could say yeah so write that in there there's another way to show that the smaller the content you know the better so yeah. if your preview is quick and you like the person you're going to download that book chances. you're going to make that purchase yeah you're going to make that purchase yeah, absolutely. Definitely check that out. You, you may be like, eh, I prefer to read and that's totally cool. I will. And I um, honestly just bought a book on Monday. So it's coming from Amazon. It's actually Mark Benioff's Trailblazer book. So. Oh, see, that'd be a good one to get an audio. I so know. The, the it did have the option. It you, did. Oh, I saw did? it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that. Um, it had soft cover, hard cover, audio. Um, I did the hard cover. So it's he, coming. He's uh, reading it or someone else is reading it? I, I don't know. I didn't look into that. That's cool to think about, though. If it was him reading it, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, if it's someone else, it might still be worth 
worth it but it's sometimes it's cool to hear the actual author say it too. i think that would be amazing i agree um but you know you can actually increase the speed of of the readback oh, that's and awesome by the way you could do that on the podcast as well so <laughs> i don't know if anyone's ever listened to this podcast um i've listened to myself and uh, one of our one of these episodes on like 1.25 mm-hmm. it gets to the point yeah i try it mm-hmm. but <laughs> you could also slow it down but with with audiobooks the reason i brought this up is yeah. you can go up to like 1.5 two wow. three it goes you can go that's really fast sure yeah and even at 1.5 though especially if it's a business book to your point about the eight seconds if you're if i'm driving and i and i stop listening for just a second to focus somewhere yeah I'm, it's already four paragraphs, you know, four sentences gone. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. It's like yep. that fast. Um, and so you lost your crazy. attention span. I yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's limited and it's like, okay, come back. <laughs> so, um, so podcasting, you're using it internally to, to what teach and train internally. Yeah, kind of give communication updates. It's almost a um, audio version of a newsletter, I would say. Yeah. Um, but definitely hoping in the future to get external. Uh, I've got lots of great ideas for that, but kind of getting my feet wet right now with starting with the internal. Um, getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, we have a lot of different ages here at my company, so didn't know how it was going to be, but people really like it because they like the ability to get updates while multitasking. And that was the biggest seller for me to start this podcast here is I know how busy we are in our day to day. And it's like, boom, eight hours are done. And it's like, oh my gosh, I still have so much to do. So it's like, how do I stay engaged um, and not just get in my zone, but also be engaged in the whole entire company as a whole, what's going on in our industry, you know, what all, we're a global company, we're an APAC, we're in the UK, we have offices all over the US. So how do we stay in tune? with colleagues who we don't see on a day-to-day basis. So it's a, right. it's a way to kind of bring everyone together. That's cool. What kind of feedback have you gotten on it? People like it. Uh, well, my co-host and I were super upbeat and fun. And we'd like <laughs> to add jokes in there. Uh, we laugh the whole time. We try to make it educational, but also entertaining. Because for me, if not, I mean, you're going to get bored of it. We also yeah. didn't want it to be super corporate style. We wanted it to come from, you know, the average colleague voice um, to be un- easy to understand. Um, if there's any industry terms in there, we like to share information like that um, for terms that people might not, you know, say someone's an accountant and they're not using that term on a day to day. So again, to bring the company together as a whole. Do you interview like different people in the company as well? Yeah. Yep. So we will have guest speakers on there who are our subject matter experts. Um, And it's always fun to have them on there because we always end with, of course, we interview them and ask them questions about the topic. um, But we always ask a fun question at the end, which kind of throws them off. And um, it's just, it's hilarious. It's to get to know them as a person um, to, again, bring that entertainment to the educational podcast. What's the fun question? Um, so everyone's different. Uh, one we asked was who would be your dream dinner guest? Um, one of our people, uh, that was on there, we asked, um, the, the hashtag that they get lost when they travel. So I was like, what was your favorite get lost memory? Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's different things based on their personality. Um, I like to find something that pertains to them. Um, so I knew the girl that was talking about it. She's into, um, uh, what Marvel comics. And that's one of the characters that she wanted as her dinner guest. So they're not really just generic. They're kind of based on the personality of the person that's coming up. 
Right. Um, I asked someone what their favorite rap song was, and a lot of people didn't know that the person that I interviewed was really into rap music, so it was oh. really funny. And then I tuned in the Tupac song that he picked. So. <laughs> oh, he picked Tupac. Holy yeah, moly. that's what I'm saying. He's one of yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. It, it's all fun and um again just trying to make make it personable and, and entertaining yeah. yeah kind of bringing the human side back into it you got it the human side exactly who, who would you bring to a dinner party or, or go to oh, dinner with oh that's a great question um because I, I heard this one podcast they asked this question so i Oh, oh what, what what podcast was that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, well, I do love Rachel McAdams. I love all of her movies. I think she is a beautiful, classy woman. And I really honestly think that I would have a wonderful time. I would probably interview her and ask her a lot of questions um, during our dinner. But I have always been a huge fan of her. And um Again, I think that she would be a wonderful dinner guest. What it, What has she been? She's been in a bunch of stuff. Mean Girls. Uh, well, I'm the not exactly. Notebook. Oh, the Notebook. Yeah. <laughs> mean Girls. A, a lot of trick flicks. Forgive me crashers. for not having been up to speed on Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably quote that movie. You could. I'm not going to do it on the spot. I will say that my car is named Regina George, though. And that is um, her character. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. Oh, True Detective. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Sherlock Holmes. Some of the stuff that I might know. <laughs> Wedding Crashers. It, yep. And another cool thing about Rachel McAdams is she looks good in any hair color. All of her movies, she has a different hair color. She's been a redhead. She's been a blonde. She's been a brunette. She's had black hair. Gorgeous, all-around woman. I think she's so classy. Um, very talented. She's from Canada, where a few of my other favorite people are from, Drake and Justin Bieber. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's cool to, to do that in different colors. I agree. And she's played a lot of different roles. That's why I think it would be cool to really, truly get to know who she is as a person and how she transforms into those roles. So I think it would be cool to, to talk that's about. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think uh, if I were to guess that, um, think about it, you know, maybe like uh, like Mark Benioff or Tony Robbins, but I think I might settle on like Elon Musk. Okay. Um, it just maybe some of that that IQ will just rub off on me. Just have having dinner and talk about rockets or something like that. Sit real close and be like, can you, can you give me some of that energy, some of that skills? So I was redesigning the, the thrust nozzle of the Falcon's uh, Merlin engine and realized the vector wasn't correct. Like, keep talking, man. Just keep talking. And then you could be like, then you can share all that and be like, guess what? So I was talking to Elon Musk the other day. <laughs> no big deal. NBD. So, Another question for you, because this yeah. is like, these are things that are like podcasts that they've been around, but they're kind of, they're getting more and more into the business world. Agree. I'm seeing chat coming back. I'm seeing it. It's always been around. I did it 10 years ago on the B2C side to help with shopping carts, but I'm seeing it come back in the B2B world. What's your take on it? I love chatbots. Personally, if I can go on a site and talk right then and there and get my answers solved versus waiting on a 
press this to get to that, press that to get to that. And here's 10 minutes later, you're talking to a person. Um, I am if that, all, right? Call you it, tomorrow. Honestly, if that is so right. And um, sometimes you're being moved along to multiple people to get a really quick answer. So for me, chatbots are everything. I recently encountered um, experience with Amazon and I had a wonderful experience with them. I always do. They're a fantastic company. And they accidentally shipped my product to my sister, my brother and sister and I are all on one account okay. and they shipped her place and charged my brother's account. And I was like, um, I definitely checked, you know, the right ones. Huh. Luckily it was like body wash and toiletries. So it wasn't the end of the world. So I reached out to them and wasn't said, you know, I realized <laughs> <laughs> no, or like super expensive either too. Right. And they were super great about it. Got answers right away on their chat bot. And they said, you know what? And the thing is my sister doesn't live there anymore. She's in the process of moving. So the mailbox that she has is inside an apartment in New York that she doesn't have access to get into anymore. So I was like, I'm in a pickle. What do I do? Oh, so geez. reached out, explained all this to Amazon. They were super great. They're like, don't even worry about it. We're going to completely reimburse you. We'll get it out to Prime and you'll have it in two days. Had it in two days. Wonderful experience. I honestly tweeted about it because I think in the world we live in, a lot of people are so quick and apt to write a bad review. And True. really, I feel like it might help people. I don't, I don't know, but people like to write bad reviews. You don't really see great reviews all the time, maybe for clothing products or, you know, yeah. skincare, you'll see good products for that. Uh, excuse me, good reviews for that, but customer service, not so much. So I went ahead and tweeted at them and just said how great their service was and how happy of a customer I am. And it was cool to see that they instantly pretty much responded back. Um, wow. But it, that's the power of chatbots. And this all happened within my tweet and getting a response back five minutes tops, tops. wow yeah tops. you didn't wrestle with some phone directory and some hold time well look at uber i'm i use uber all the time i think it's oh yeah the best invention ever um but you they don't even have a phone number to contact them or an email to contact them you have to contact them directly through the app oh right interesting yeah so um i'm all for chatbots i, I really am you know i invented uber <laughs> i did a friend of mine and i about three years before uber came out we're like you know what we should make an iphone app that calls a cab he's like yeah really we they were like what should we call it I'm like i don't know and then we kind of talked about that for a while and we never did anything uh, and look at <laughs> it's it all today. the execution right look at it today i like look at taxis and i'm like mm, nah because nah. taxis are more expensive so for me yeah. uber and lyft all the way you never know if you're gonna get you know taken around for a ride or it's going to be bad quality or smelly or whatever. There's no accountability in a regular taxi. Mm -hmm. um, and they'd enjoyed that luxury for a long time. But now with Uber, there is. What's cool, though, is you have the opposite experience. Uh, I've had some really good conversations with some really, you know, smart people that are, like, really intelligent and intellectual. And they're mm -hmm. driving me in their Uber. And it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. I, I, I love having Uber conversations. That should be a podcast. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, like Uber conversations as a podcast? Yeah. Oh, like so someone cool. just goes around and sits in Ubers and just interviews the driver. Like, did we just think of an idea? <laughs> I think we did. We should I try did. that. What yeah. It? Do it on like Anchor or something? I honestly Ubered last week into town and the Uber driver was right away, super friendly, uh, talker like me. And he goes, so anything you want to talk about? And I'm like, wow, 
It's like he knows I like to talk. <laughs> we had a great conversation. We just talked about all random things that came to our minds throughout the car ride. It was about a 15 minute ride, not super long, but just enough time to, to enjoy conversation with the human. I mean, the world we live in, I, I, I did say I'm a fan of chatbots, don't get me wrong, um, but I do love that personal connection and right. talking to someone in person um, the world we live in with texting and everything it's you're not seeing that as much anymore so yeah it's the, nice the to have yeah. yeah it's nice to have good conversations in in person yeah and that's why i kind of like the intersection of of the chat bot with like the actual human conversation so yes if, if i'm the right person to talk to someone like let's do that right now let's not delay mm -hmm. but let's use a bot to help scale things but then let's get it right you know if you're if you're qualified like get it to a person like right away and kind of balance those I two truly. things out, you know, and have a combo. Mm -hmm. Have like a web call then. Don't even need to keep typing if you don't want to. Casey, I completely agree. I guess it does depend on for a chat bot what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Amazon, super quick, super easy. You guys accidentally sent it to the wrong place. Um, what, what can I do? How can you help me? But right. for example, I booked a European trip last year um fun and, and went on it this spring and it was unbelievable such a cool experience that was something that i personally picked up the phone and wanted to talk to someone one-on-one -on -one to get some information i'm going to europe all by myself and i wanted some details that to me was something i couldn't get in an email i couldn't get in a chat bot i needed to pick up the phone and have that that human conversation that so I, I guess it depends on on what you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day but For totally sure. a fan of them for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where, where it comes with it um, and uh, see where, what the future is like. I agree. It's exciting. It it's is. Crazy. It is. So here's my question. You may know this. Who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> You're a writer, a podcaster. Like, take us back. Take us like back to like Little Morgan days. Did you always know you were going to be, you know, a marketer and a writer and a journalist? So I'll take you back. So the first time I kind of knew, thinking back now, that journalism was the world for me was in 1999. We were taking a two-week, two-week, excuse me, trip to Disney World, and along the way, we stopped and made other um, cool attractions along the way. But Disney was the ultimate surprise, and it was a surprise for my siblings and I. And we didn't find out until we drove to the state of Florida, and then we saw the sign that said "Welcome to Florida," and we were like. My mom turns around and she goes, kids, we're going to Disney. And we're like, what? So I will never forget that childhood memory. And starting the trip, my mom got me a journal and was like, because it was two weeks long, she was like, why don't you take notes of your experience and like what you're experiencing every day? And I was like, what a fabulous idea. And I absolutely loved that. And each day I would document what we did for the day, all the activities, the places we saw. If we went to an attraction, I would save the map. And looking back on them now, it's so cool to see because I have like the 1999 Disney uh, World maps. Mm. Um, but that was truly where I was like, all right, I, I really truly do love to write. And I loved capturing the details from that. Um, so that's kind of where that started. Um, when I was a little bit older, I got interviewed by Fox 25 News, actually twice. Um, and that is the Boston Fox station. Um, I was in the center of my town of Marshfield and they were talking about an incident that happened at the school and they were looking for people to interview. And of course I right then and there raised my hand. I was like, I want to talk. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I get a natural high off of it. So people are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I just, I can't explain it. I just love it. It's in my blood. Um, your last name is 
weed man yep <laughs> Casey. and then um in high school i was the um reporter for before the bells that was our homeroom news show oh cool so yeah, that's where I got a feel for that as well. Got behind the desk, um, got to be on on the scene for you know sporting events and kind of the reporter of my my high school. So that was excellent. Fox twenty five also came there and interviewed me again, and I got the opportunity to interview them. Wow. So that for me was like cool to see the other side of it. Um, and I truly knew right then and there I was like, this is the this is the field for me. Like journalism, yeah. media communications. Like this is what I love to do, and it's what I'm good at doing. Right. So then that led me to Suffolk University, um, and that is a school in Boston, and I studied broadcast journalism. I graduated with my bachelor's in science and journalism, magna cum laude, very proud of that. That means you did your homework. I worked my butt off to get that, um, that high honors right there. So yeah, it was some tough classes, but they were so worth it. Um, I did all the journalism classes. Um, that's where I got my first Twitter, my first LinkedIn so do you know what number user you are Ooh, no i don't apparently i don't know if they still have this but on twitter you can find out especially you mentioned this thing you got it early so 2012 2011 yeah 2012 maybe it's on your user thing but you can you can see like what number twitter user you are yeah no honestly because i graduated in 2012 so i would say I got that maybe even in 2020. I mean, excuse me, 2010. Jeez, 2020 or 2011. Yeah, I've had it for a little bit, been a while. Yeah, like we can find that later. But yeah, I remember. I think I'm somewhere in the 19 million range. Wow. <laughs> you know, when when did you join? I don't. Probably 10 years ago. I don't. I don't okay. even remember. But yeah, but I had a boss who was like, "Hey, you should get on Twitter." That was David Meiselman. Episode 100, but uh, yeah, he said, you get shit on Twitter. And I was like, Twitter, what's that? You know, yep. this was like, I'm like, MySpace, you know? <laughs> and you're like, I okay. was MySpace days, yes. I was talking yeah. about that earlier. I was like, I wish I could remember my login for MySpace to see like what in the world I possibly t- like talked about then, so. Yeah, MySpace pages, those were, those were just gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a college requirement, obviously as a journalism major That's cool. to get a Twitter um, and actually tweet and also get a LinkedIn, which I'm super grateful for because I feel like I have expertise in that. Yeah. I've been in it for over 10 years and it helps me with my role uh, here at Weikert. And I can help other colleagues too, who aren't up to speed as much in social media, really yeah. you know, promo themselves and, and brand themselves as well. Um, and I absolutely love doing that. I could talk about social media all day. I obviously have personal accounts as well as ones for work. Um, I was at a conference last week and I saw some people struggling on their social media. I was like, let me give you some tips. And I was like, I got three Twitters. So <laughs> do you, you have three, three accounts? I do. I have one for my podcast. Uh, I have one for Wiker and then I have one for my personal self. Oh, you're just all over it. Yeah. A lot. So what do you use good. to keep track of all those? Do you use like Hootsuite or anything? Mm, kind of just my own. Um, my content for review and everything is through co-schedule. Okay. Um, that's the program that we use for that. But for everything else, I just do it on my iPhone. Got it. Yeah. Just, just old school. Just making sure those tweets. Instagram live, tweet live, you name it. I'm firing them out there. Tell so. me about that. Tell me about the, uh, the Instagram. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Instagram is my favorite social media platform. Is it? Why, it why, is. Do you, why, why is that you think? 
Um, I love pictures and videos. So for me, that's really what you're getting on Instagram. Facebook's yeah. kind of evolved and changed a lot. Uh, Facebook did start off more, um, I got that in high school, more my age. And then now it seems like it's the older generations who are on it. Um, so I have seen a big shift in Facebook, but look at it. Facebook has marketplace now. So there's a lot more opportunities. I do like the events on Facebook. I think it's cool to follow and watch those. Um, but Instagram is that, that's my, that's my thing. I love Instagram. Yeah, It's like photos, barely anything to say. It just, it's more that visual like quick yep. hit. Yeah. You can't get enough of the memes too. I, those make my day. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think, I don't think I'm following anyone that memes hardcore on Instagram. It's more just like photos of themselves doing crazy baller things. Yeah. My, my Weikert, no, Weikert is straight edu like it, educational. We care, yeah. which is our volunteer efforts. The memes for me are more just the funny ones in my personal account that I, I will have a message to my friends. I'll have to follow you there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. It'll keep me young, you know, I'll stand it. Yes. I got Snapchat just to know what's going on. <laughs> I love Snapchat too. But here's my thing. I've seen that evolve as well. So yeah, tell Snapchat me that. started out with, you know, very popular on the my stories of Snapchat. For okay. me now, I for my personal, um, I will send individual snaps. So I'm in a group with my siblings and I'll send individual ones. And then for Instagram, I'm doing more my my stories on Instagram than I really do on Snapchat anymore. Uh, so Instagram's taking over your stories. Yeah, and I, there's just more followers. Snapchat's yeah. more like, um, I don't know, I would say like more a closer group of people. Instagram, yeah. you have kind of anyone. The world. Yeah, kind of Twitter-like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's their Twitter. It's their better version of Twitter. Yeah, it is. It is a different version of Twitter. I do agree with that. Huh. Well, you mentioned a story earlier about how you like interviewed a million times, like 22 times. Like, What was the deal with that? So, yes. Yeah, so going back to that. So obviously um, I was talking about my days in college at Suffolk and whatnot. Yeah. So then I graduated and uh, I graduated high school. Let's bring it back a little bit more. In oh, we're bringing it back. 2008 okay yeah and uh that was the year of the recession so what a great wow. way to start that off um so unfortunately then in 2012 when i graduated jobs were not hiring like the market is today i feel like the market's really good out there um for my friends who are like finding jobs and on the hunt it seems like it's a lot easier right now than it was in 2012. so yeah it took me a while to be where i am um 22 job interviews. I had two jobs previous to this one that wasn't in my field, but I also got like office experience, admin skills. So sure. definitely at the end of the day, it was truly beneficial. Um, but you know, you got to pay student loans. So yeah. I had, I had to work somewhere and it was just so difficult. Um, and then the other job was in marketing, which that's where I got some marketing experience, which was wonderful. Um, and then I freelanced for local newspapers and wickedlocal.com. How Boston is that? Wicked local. It's wicked. Wicked local. <laughs> and that was a fabulous experience. I mean, I was the reporter doing it on my own time, wow. um, got to go to events, talk to really, really cool people um, and cover stories. I'll never forget when I opened up um, my copy and saw that my article made the front page brought tears to my eyes. So it showed that it's wow. all worth it what I'm doing. Um, because during those 22 job interviews for about five and a half years that I went to, you get down upon yourself hearing from 22 different companies. You don't have enough experience. We found a candidate that's better suited than you. Right. And I'm like, 
give me an opportunity to come in and showcase that I can shine. I, I get it. I don't have that much experience, but where do you, where do you expect me to gain this experience if you don't give me an opportunity to start? I wasn't right. applying to mid-level jobs. I wasn't applying to anything manager related. They were truly entry-level jobs, but again, it was very competitive. My industry as a whole is very competitive, of course. Sure. Um, so there was a lot of things that went into it, but my mom always kept me positive and said, you cannot give up, Morgan. This is what you're passionate about. This is what you want to do in life. And as hard as it was, I mean, the own newspaper that I freelance for told me I didn't have enough experience to be on full time. I was, what? I, I was heartbroken. I, I was the one that put you on the, on the cover. I was heartbroken. Jeez. I felt like they broke up with me. Yeah. Like truly felt like I was going through a breakup. And that was times where I would feel really down. I'm like, is this the industry for me? Like, is this what I'm meant to do? Why do these companies keep telling me no? So again, this is, this is what I love. This is what I want to do in life. So I, I never stopped. Right. And five and a half years after college, then I start uh, interviewing at Weikert. Had two interviews with them and started January, 2018. So for those 22 companies that told me no, didn't have enough experience, I honestly thank you for that because it led me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would be as successful as I am in my role today, starting out being 22 years old, fresh out of college. Sure. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And all of those no's, all of the other jobs I did, the freelance opportunities led me to who I am today in my career. And um, I, again, thank you, because if I got hired somewhere else, I wouldn't be here today. Right. And um, Weikert is something that they saw something in me. And I, um, I thank them for that because I truly am able to shine and actually thrive in my career, which I've been hungry and waiting for since college. So it be, damn, it feels good. <laughs> you know what? And it was very gracious of you, your message to the other companies that, that uh, passed, um, yep. you know, in my head, I was going to be a little more, you know, I was going to kind of like, well, you know, you could kiss my ass or maybe. You got to stay positive. Well, you got to. You, know, you know, look, every, not every, there's like what, eight people passed on, on Harry Potter. So yeah. 22 people passed on Harry Potter, you know, and why Kurt was like, hey, I think we see something here. Yeah, exactly. So it, I just was waiting. And that's what my mom always said to me during my interview processes. And um, she would, I'm going to give her a quick shout out. Hi, mom. Hey, and hey. Um, <laughs> so she was always like, it's just not meant to be. It's not the company for it's you. True. And that did make me feel better. Um, at the time, obviously, again, it was devastating. It was really hard to keep going and wonder if this was the field for me. But that's the advice that I give is if you're passionate about something, don't give up. Your time will happen. There's an opportunity out there for everyone. Maybe it won't happen tomorrow. Maybe it won't happen until five and a half years like me, but it will, it will happen as long as you don't give up. And I am so grateful that I did not give up. Don't give up. Absolutely. Keep pursuing, keep persisting. That's fantastic advice. And, and you know, what's funny is a lot of people um, may have done like the, four or five or 12 interviews gotten hired by the wrong one interview that's got it, hired yep. by the wrong place mm -hmm. and then hopefully they're not still there but they're like hating their life yep. hating going to work hating waking up in the morning and that's a, not a good spot to be in either so no. it, it's really kind of like the dating like you're you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you 
So I used to run a personal blog. And then when I got full time into my career, it kind of slowed down, you know, like that landscaper who doesn't have a mowed lawn or <laughs> that dentist that doesn't have clean teeth. Sure. Um, That'd so... be gross though. I think most <laughs> dentists have good teeth. <laughs> I agree. So um, my dentist does. Um, so it was all about being in your mid twenties and I would give advice. And I did actually write an article about how dating is like interviewing because there are a lot of similarities going on a date is honestly interviewing someone and then going on a job interview. You're inter they're interviewing you to see if you're a good candidate and I'm interviewing them to see if I would want to work here. And that's totally. same with dating. Do I want to date you? Do you want to date me? So it's funny that you say that because I completely agree on that. And I, I actually blogged about that. So maybe I got it from you. Maybe I saw your <laughs> blog article. Um, no, I, I, I agree. And I think sometimes what happens in the interviewing side is, you know, especially if we're kind of not being ourselves mm -hmm. is the company doesn't see who we are for trying yep. to please someone. And then they, if we ever ourselves, they don't like it or yep. vice versa. Companies trying to be someone they're not, Hey, we're really cool. Look at the bean bag over here. Look, we have a foosball table. No one ever plays the foosball table, but we yep, have one, like, oh. you know, um, it, it like that, you know, don't trick each other into mm. be yourself. Hey, I agree. this is who we are. Come join us. We work hard. We don't have any fun or mm -hmm. we do have fun. And you know, like just, be honest. Yeah, I agree. be honest. Be transparent. I totally agree. Yeah. But hey, I mean, I have killer interview skills now, so. Don't you? I kind <laughs> of in love way, interviewing. <laughs> I, I, see, it doesn't intimidate me. And in my role and as a journalist, I think that actually helped me to my advantage um, because I interview people all the time for videos, podcasts, in person, on the phone for blogs. Um, I'm constantly meeting new people and I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, for sure. So at the very beginning, I was asking you how to see your name and you were saying it was like Wiedmann. So right? Wiedmann, it's German. I'm German. So that's the German way of saying Wiedmann is the last name. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So some people are named like Smith and Farmer because <laughs> that's what they did. And your family's named Wiedmann. Yes. And they probably ate the Vwapas too at Burger King. Oh, so. gee, the Vwapas. <laughs> Do they call them that over there? Do they have Vwapas? <laughs> I don't know. It's a place that's on my bucket list, hoping to get there in 2020. Um, I will be turning the big 3-0 next year. Whoa, so you definitely want that trip then. You want the, the double, the zeros always get a trip. I agree. I love, I, I try to do a birthday trip. Anyway, you gotta, you gotta celebrate yourself. Um, but Europe, I went last year, well this year, excuse me, for the first time. And oh, I just love everything about it. So Where'd I'm you ready go? to go back. I went to London, Paris and Barcelona. You just, you just did everything. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I actually was on the beach in Spain on my 29th birthday paddle boarding. So oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty yep. good. I was pretty in high bar to set, though. <laughs> I know. So that's why I'm thinking next year, I got to go to my family roots. I'm Irish and I'm German. So got to check out Ireland, got to check out Germany. So those are big time on my bucket list. Ireland's one of my favorite for sure. Yeah. Um, I've been to Germany, uh, you know which areas you'd go to or not yet kind of looking into it i would probably book again with a travel group um yeah 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 because yeah, that was an opportunity of a lifetime i i went all by myself with a group of about 25 people so were they all the older people no they were no? between 18 and 29 so oh okay who'd, who'd you go with ef ultimate ef ultimate break they're based out of you went with Cambridge. ef yeah i used to work at ef that's so cool what casey no yeah. way yeah yeah that's so cool ef tours are awesome because you're with like-minded, like-aged people. 
Yep. And uh, I've definitely been on like a, an Italy tour where every, there's like a lot of older people. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to go with uh, people your own age. That, oh, that yeah. must have been a blast. Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable. I have two and a half hours worth of footage. I have a GoPro, got myself that for Christmas last year. So I love to do obviously footage and video, not just for white girl, but also for my personal life as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't even started to edit that just yet. Um, but two and a half hours worth of footage, and over 1200 pictures. So. Jeez. So yeah, Italy and uh, Ireland and Germany next year. Is that the idea? That that's on the list. It is. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. Well, is. if you want, you can come with me. I'm going okay. to Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little far away from Germany, but that's where cool. I'll be. Where are you going? Where, when are you going there? Um, like June, no, no, July, July, August. Nice. Kind of Good month. Rainy season. Yeah. You got get, it. Get that's awesome. Hike on. Get your hike on. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Gotta get our travel on. Hey, it's all worth it. Work hard, play hard. Oh, what was that? I said you gotta, you gotta do it. Work hard, play hard. Exactly, exactly. It, it's mm -hmm. one of those hobbies where, as you're going up, you're like, wait a minute, this is my hobby. This is a terrible <laughs> hobby. And you get to the top, you're like, beautiful view. You get to the yeah. bottom, you're drinking a beer, and you're like, that was amazing. I can't it was do that worth again. It. Yeah, I can't uh -huh. do that again. But on the way up, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> How much longer? <laughs> yeah. Just keep going slowly. Yes. Well, this is awesome. Where can people connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, I would say. Absolutely. Um, on LinkedIn, I am Morgan E. Weedman. And then on Twitter, I am M. Weed. And I spell it M. W. You're, really? -E You're in the wrong business. You're D. <laughs> w. No, I, I double D. -D. I E D D. Got yeah. it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that name. That name is. You could be in another another industry <laughs> for sure. I can't get over it. Um, your logo on Twitter should be something else too. But, uh, <laughs> my logo is me in my trailblazer hoodie. Hey, Salesforce. Yes, you That's know it. Cool. That's yes. so cool. Well, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on here. And Thank just you for having me. I agree. Marketing strategy and all that good stuff. I could talk about it for days. I can talk. To a wall, I can talk to anyone. I love to love talking. I love meeting new people, conversating, content, you name it. Love it. Are you going to Dreamforce this year? No, I wish. No. I have I have major FOMO already going on Twitter and seeing everything. And um, I didn't make the cut unfortunately this year, but it was probably the best experience in my career that I have had so far. Got it. So you recommend it. Oh, more than anything. I don't think I would be as successful as I am today in Salesforce and Pardot if I didn't attend. There you have it. Yep. Boom. Absolutely. Boom. Well, and, maybe um, yeah, they're next year and they'll have a better, a better band. I don't have a better band. You don't like the band that they're having? No, it's not bad. I grew up, I grew up listening. So the band is Fleetwood Mac this year. Yeah. So I grew up listening to them. So that'd be kind of cool. Okay. I think Stevie Nicks is so cool. So I'm kind of jealous for that. Cause I, I don't really know Metallica and that's who we had last year. So right. I would have rather seen Janet Jackson, but my coworkers were a Metallica fan. So you got to go with the crew. Got to go with the crew. Yes. And there you have it. And so for those of you listening, if you learned something, I know you did, because I literally have notes over here. <laughs> Thank you. Pages of notes of things about the eight seconds and, you know, getting your content geared around the short attention span and understanding, you got to hook people. Got to get do. them in, got to hook them, and got to continue to hook them. Yep. So share this with someone else and be a thought leader to like one person today um, and just get this in their hands so they can start learning. Uh, from Morgan as well. Absolutely. And thank you again for being on here. This has just so, been thank so much you. fun. We'll have to I have agree. you back here and check in. Anytime. See I how the trip to. goes. 
Yes, absolutely. And got to hear how Dreamforce goes for you. I will. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll Facebook Live it the whole time. <laughs> Please do. Absolutely. Then I can kind of feel like I'm there, even though I'm yes. on the side of the country. So. They're in spirit. <laughs> we'll sing along to Fleetwood Mac and uh, we'll have Yes, we can be gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Gypsies on the Hardcore Marketing Show. Hey, we'll catch you all next time. Yeah.